You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Honest AF Show with me, Daniela Clark. And me, Barbara Ann Weil. And the laughing has already started prior to our mics being on, so <laughs> sorry, folks, but um, there's some hilarity already because, oh my God, this is so crazy. Today, we have my girlfriend who, um, not chronologically, but is my oldest friend, but not chronologically, but friendship-wise. Yeah, Max? So, <laughs> isn't it chronologically? It, maybe it is. Because we've known each other since we were 10. Yeah. We, we met on the first grade, first day of sixth grade. Yes. So cute. So I think, unless there, unless you have another you friend are, you older are my than oldest I am friend. that you've been like hiding from me, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I haven't. So my girlfriend, Maggie Sepkowitz. Welcome, oh, Maggie. Thank you. Hello, hi. Maggie. Oh, hi, Barbara. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. It's so fun. It's so funny. So Maggie and I met when we were in, was it fifth, sixth grade? Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Maggie remembers better than I do. But we met in sixth grade on our first day of sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And uh, we became really good friends from that point on. And I think people thought of us as like bookends because I would have one ponytail on the side on one side of my head and she had a ponytail on the other That's side. So of her cute, head. the side ponytails. <laughs> That's right. We were yeah. definitely hip at the time. So hip. <laughs> Not really. But Ma- but but <laughs> but Maggie and I have known each other all this time and we've been through it all together. My God. Mm-hmm. Like it's so crazy. Maggie was in the room when Frankie was born. Maggie was my one of my bridesmaids at my wedding. I was one of her bridesmaids at her wedding. Frankie was a flower girl at her wedding. That's right. (laughs) She didn't manage to make it down the aisle, but she was right there. Yeah. (laughs) She had all good intentions, that girl. She did. She did. She got stage fright. Well, of course we blame it on Auntie Shira. Yeah, okay. my sister. Because well, I have it on video. Yeah. My sister, right as Frankie was about to walk down the aisle, my sister just l- lets out this shriek. Like, like oh my no, God, she was so excited. God, she's oh, so excited. Yes. And it scared freaked me. Frankie oh, out. And yes. so Frankie just stood there trembling and bawling. <laughs> oh, I know. Baby. Hindsight's always twenty twenty because I, yeah. I, I realized what we did was that we closed the door before I came out. Like she was just before me. Oh, so and so we wanted to make herself. this dramatic entrance and we thought, oh, she'll go by herself. But we, we, what we should have done was just have me follow right behind her. And I think she probably would have done it. Yeah. Despite Shira's How excitement. Old was yeah. she? <laughs> she was three. Yeah. Aww, she was Tina. three. She was the yeah. cutest She's a thing. little cancer. So she had to go hide in her shell for a little bit. She's yeah and then gilby ran and got her yeah. <laughs> sweet it was so funny and then maggie maggie was in europe when frankie was about to turn one that's right maggie was uh, traveling throughout europe and gilby was on tour at the time mm-hmm. with slash a snake pit that's right that's right and so maggie and i got to hang out in europe together as well with frankie as a baby oh and can I tell the story of you and Matt? Okay. Just oh, briefly. You can tell the story of Matt okay. and I. Because it's another one of my <laughs> kind of successful matchmaking, sort of. So she was <laughs> sort of. she was in Europe. And at the time, she was traveling with her then friend, Matt. Oh. They were just friends. And they were traveling through Europe together. And they came to Gilby's show one night. And they're standing backstage and she's holding Maggie. And I mean, she's holding Frankie. Frankie's uh, one at this time. And I look over and I see the way her friend, (laughs) Matt, is looking at her. And I said to her, I go, hey, what about your friend, Matt? Why aren't you guys, you know, hanging out? Why don't you guys hook up? She goes, oh, no, 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 no. He's just my friend. And I go, 
uh-uh, he's in love with you. I can see it. That's so funny. And she, she yeah. said to me, no, he's not. That's what my no. English teacher did to me with Zach. Yeah. Really? She, for real. Yeah. Isn't wow. that funny? It and I something. was just like, I, I, go, I, go, I go, Maggie, he's totally in love with you. And she goes, no, 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 no. We're just friends. And I go, uh-uh. Uh-uh, he's in love with you. Well, she married him, so. <laughs> yes, and Tony. I love him. I yes. think your husband oh, is. Oh, he's amazing. He's the sweetest human. He is, he is one of the best human beings I know, absolutely. And we've been married now for 23 years, coming yes. up on 24. Amazing. And so it really is a funny story, I know. <laughs> he always had it in the back of his mind. I really thought we were going to hook up there, and it just didn't happen. And even when my mom met him, she's right. like, why aren't you dating him? Like, out of all the boyfriends I bring home, and, you know, you're like, well, you're not going to marry him, are you? Okay. Until she met Matt. That's the one you should be with. Yeah, well, he's a great guy. And and it was so funny, too, because when you got home from your trip to Europe, you were still kind of, like, dating other guys and doing other things, and then... And then you said to me, yeah, Matt's thinking about asking this other girl out or something. I'm like, Maggie? Stop. Stop right now. (laughs) Stop immediately. You're going to lose this guy. He is the greatest guy. I think you need to just go for it and give it a chance because you're going to lose him to someone else if you don't do it right now. That's the truth. Wisdom of yeah. Daniela. You yeah. have to we have to listen to Daniela. <laughs> and it was total like all knowing. Yeah. It was total middle school too, because yeah. at the time my roommate, we all worked at the same school. So Matt and I met at the country school. Matt's right here. A, Matt's a wow. teacher. Matt's a teacher. Matt. I was a teacher at the time. We met as preschool teachers, and you don't often meet many men who are preschool teachers. So no. it just this nurturing side that was outstanding. But at the time my roommate, you know, because he had already asked me out, truth be told. He had asked me out before, yeah. and I said no. He was crazy I about wasn't her. Into it. Well, because I, previously, I had dated someone I worked with, and then when I first met Matt, I was totally heartbroken because he dumped me just before the, that school year started. Oh, so I, I swore off anybody. <laughs> I'm never going to date someone I work with. You know, I mean, there's kind of like a rule of thumb around that, yes, you know? totally. And... And I was like, no, 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 I can't date anyone I work with. And then, long story short, my roommate at the time went up to him after all that had happened. And she said, uh, Matt, someone at this school likes you. <laughs> and he's like, what? And he literally listed all the, because mostly preschool teachers are female. He was the only male right. preschool teacher. So he went through the list and, and then the very last name, well, it's not Maggie. And he, she's like, yeah, I think if you ask her out again, you'll get a different answer. <laughs> so funny. And literally yeah. he came up to me that afternoon. I was doing after school care. He came up, followed her advice, and then we went on our first date. That's amazing. Yeah, that, and weekend. that was it. That's and that great. was it. Yeah, yeah. It was great. I was so excited. I was like, Yes, mm-hmm. finally. This is gonna <laughs> happen. I know it. Yes. It's so wild too, because like Maggie and I, when we were growing up, I always felt like I was maybe the wilder one. Kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. I was a little bit more out there than you, and yes, I was definitely much more cautious. Yeah, but I think that's what I loved about Daniela, and so she I got always to just live vicariously through her, right? Yeah, and then I think we kind of balance each other out because then yeah. we talk about things, and she'd come to me, and we talk, you know. So I'd be like the voice of reason, maybe on one shoulder, <laughs> and then she'd have another one on the other shoulder, and we're like, okay, let's just see who's right in this situation. I think one of the things that's so interesting about Daniela is that I think when you look at her mm-hmm. and if you don't know her, people think she's going to be like this yes. wild rocker chick and she's so together, honestly, and you're mm-hmm. much more, I wouldn't say conservative, but you're much more, you're a good girl and I don't yeah. think people would I'm, realize I'm, that I'm about straight you, edge. By, yeah. Yeah, by yes. looking at yeah. you, right. you yeah. know, yeah. I think that, uh, your package is a little different than, than who you are. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say she definitely knows when to be cautious and she's always had that just intrinsic piece about her. Wait, it's being able it, to read situations and kind of really quickly put together what you needed to do. You were always that way. I always admired that. Oh, thank you, Mag. Welcome. Yeah, it's funny because I just I, I remember like thinking, you know, at that time, like Maggie, Maggie and I, we're going to be like Laverne and Shirley. Yep. We're going to like live together. Oh, <laughs> we were convinced that. we were going to get married at the same time and have kids at the same yeah. time. Meanwhile, Frankie's what now? 27. 27. Uh-huh. And my son is 12. Yeah. Hence, <laughs> hence those timelines did not yeah, match it took up. not a little longer to get there so it you know it took yeah. us a little longer to catch up with that but yeah, yeah but what, but what's what i've always really admired about mags is her constant need 
to be of um, service and help others. And so, Maggie, you started out as um, a preschool teacher. Right, yeah. And then you ended up getting into social work. That's right. I had always thought when I met Matt, when we were preschool teachers, I was already starting a credential program. So I thought I was going to become an elementary school teacher. Okay. And I started that program. And then I did a little student teaching. And I was like, you know, it just, you know, when you just know that something just doesn't feel right. Right. Not that I didn't love the children, but I was like, no, this is not. It's not right. So I stayed with preschool for a little bit longer because I love the, you know, the, the two to four the ages. One of oh my God. It's absolute so magical times of it any child's life. Right? They it's just so see cute. the world as just endless and magical. And I loved every bit of that energy. Agreed. Um, 100%. Right? It's something. And then I just thought for a while and just imagined what else could I do that really fit? Because I think you're right, Daniela. My mom was of service most of her life with um, the yes. elderly. Oh, wow. And so she worked at the Jewish Home for the Aging here Maggie in the Valley for years. Maggie and I used to go years. volunteer there when we were yeah. kids. My mom had us all volunteer. I used to feed yeah. the residents who couldn't feed themselves. And so she made sure my We'd brother and sister nails. and I all volunteered. Yes. We'd paint their nails. That. We would just mm-hmm. go visit them because yeah. what's sad is that a lot of people, when they get older, are just put in these homes and left there. And no one comes to see them. So we used to go and yeah. visit and <clears throat> hang out with them. Remember, we used to paint their nails. We would like put um, on music and, you know, th- do the holidays around the, you yeah. know, some of the Jewish holidays. It's so such but a great yeah. thing to do if you can, if you can volunteer. And it is something. Volunteering is really yeah. something. When you give to others, it really does feel different. 100%. It comes back to you. It yeah. really does. My son, who was in the Cub Scouts when he was younger, we did this whole thing at a um, at a shelter and we served dinner and he watched all the people coming in who just needed shelter f- for the night, a hot meal. And I remember distinctly when we were driving, he goes, mom, that really felt good. Like I felt good. I was like, that's a great feeling. Never forget that feeling because it's always important to it's help amazing. others. Yeah. 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 And so social work, I went to a few different um, kind of open houses at colleges, things like that. And because I thought psychology, social work, you know, it's kind of like the crossroads where most people go. Right. Um, and social work just felt like just more encompassing for me. So it was a broader kind of education, macro kind of policy systems, as well as individual training. So I felt that was the best of both worlds and just had different opportunities. So I went back, got my master's, mm-hmm. and I'm a licensed clinical social worker. The greatest thing about that is that I provide mental health services as well. So there's so many opportunities within that wow. field. Yeah. But a lot of my career was at Children's Hospital. Children's Hospital. Yeah. Which was medical just, social oh work. my gosh. Mm-hmm. The work that you have been doing for the past, I don't know, 20 years or so? Over over 21 years now. Yeah. I started off with pediatric HIV. Wow. That yeah. was a clinic that was specific to children who whose mother had HIV and We're they got it through that, born with yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And so that was a really amazing and just life-altering experience. I can't even. For I sure. Mean, that must be incredible. Yeah. yeah. The work that you've been doing is just... Um, has just been commendable because it's it, it's it takes a special kind of person to be able to do that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, and you do. <laughs> What's really interesting, though, to me is how after twenty one years or so of doing that, mm-hmm. what I found so so brave was when you decided that you were going to, at this point in your life, mm-hmm. in this stature. <laughs> <laughs> That's Daniela's yes. uh, coin phrase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point in your life, you decided that you would like to make a change for yourself. That's right. And I think that that is, it, it's such a brave thing to do because, you know, I went through that too. And it's, mm-hmm. it's so hard sometimes, like when you're, you get kind of used to doing things a certain way and right. you get used to your routine and you get mm-hmm. used to, this is what I do. And right. how do you come to a point later on in your life where you take a chance and you say, okay, you know what? I think I've done this long enough. Mm-hmm. I've done my best. And now I want to kind of try something new because I want to take a chance and I want to, I want to do something I've, I've never done before, or I want to do something different, you know, and I just want to try. Mm -hmm. 
You know, <laughs> just want to try. That's so that's so true. Right? Yeah. I just want to give it a shot and mm-hmm. see what happens. That's because right. at this point in your life, most of the time, you're discouraged. You 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 kind of s- settle for what you got and you kind of go, mm, well, this is it. This is what I did and this is what I do. And, and that that's that. But to yeah. find the courage and, you know, the guts to really... Mm-hmm. change things and to step outside of your and comfort step, zone yeah. it was a huge it was a big deal why well, remember maggie decided yeah. if i can Please. say this for you um maggie decided to take a chance and in the middle of like everything that's been going on like with the pandemic and having a stable job mm-hmm. all this stuff and 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 she was you know she was pretty high up there on the food chain yeah <laughs> <laughs> as a social worker she was you know like I used to tell her, you're the big cheese, top dog. She decided to step away from her position and open her own practice and and give that a shot and mm-hmm. see how that goes. And how freaking scary to do that, not at, not only just at, at our age, mm-hmm. but to do that right off the heels of a pandemic, of steady work. What what could you like attribute that to? Mm-hmm. It was a journey for sure. And I'm sure you remember, even like a couple years before the pandemic, um, I was starting to think about change. And I remember every now and again, I'd have conversations with you about that. And, you know, gosh, uh, what else could I do? Not that I didn't love working at the hospital. But you know, when there's just something in you, you're just like, you know, there's something else that I'm meant to do. And I'm not quite sure what it was. And I think the fear of unknowing definitely you know, made that process a little slower. Because like you said, I was a team lead at the hospital. I had learned wonderful skills. I worked with amazing social workers. I learned so much um, working with a medical team. So all of that was wonderful. But then I started imagining, well, what if there's something else that's even just a little bit more wonderful Mm. for myself? Wow. And I had always known, and I think Matt remembers me telling him, I don't think I'm going to retire from the hospital. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I don't think I'm going to retire from there. Mm-hmm. I just think that I wanted something of my own. Yeah. And it was hard to imagine, especially like you said, I'm in my 50s. And you've always been like the steady Eddie of, of you and right. I. And you know, you've always been like on the right. straight and reliable. And reliable. If you think about and, it, yeah. all of us have been on that path, right? Yeah. As adults, we kind of reach this point in our lives and in our careers and we're thinking, oh, I've reached it. I'm done. But what's fascinating about adult development is that it's never really done. We're continually evolving. Yeah. And if we really recognize some of that, mm-hmm. there's so much more to be done. Right. And I think that fear for a long time kind of, you know, was in my way. Held you but back the, a little. A little bit. But the, I, the really fascinating thing about the pandemic, and I'm sure maybe you've talked to people about this, Lots of people are making changes. The pandemic kind of revealed 100%. a lot of things for people, right? Mm-hmm. It was very scary. We were isolated. We, you know, and we're, you know, human beings. We're social beings. We need to be with other people. Absolutely. That's part of our nature. But it really kind of highlighted so many different things, not only in the healthcare, not only in society with all of those things, but it also kind of in the medical setting, it was hard. I have to admit, I definitely was feeling some burnout and I was just feeling it and I reached a point and I just had to stop. Mm-hmm. It was just that thing, you know, and I remember yeah. I literally, I took a leave and I've never taken a leave. Wow. I took a leave of absence for about three weeks because I was just, I wasn't sleeping well. I was having this anxiety. I was just, whoa. And I just never had happened to me before. Do you think it was because, uh, do you think that some of it was because the pandemic was happening and you also you realize like your Elijah her son um is getting older you're not spending as much time with him as you would like that's so true thank you I, yeah that was a big part of it because yeah. i had to be at work at 8 so i left really early and so i was out the door before you know matt and elijah left and then by the time i got home with traffic it was like dinner, homework, bed, bye. Uh, I hear you. Right? Yep. <laughs> See you in the morning and then, you know, push, repeat. <laughs> yeah, and Groundhog's you're like, Day. Groundhog's Day. And I thought, okay, I am missing my son's development in this point. And I just, and yeah, that was a really big part of it. Yeah. That was. And I remember talking to you about that. And, yeah. And I was talking to Matt. And, and during that leave, he's like, you know, 
maybe now's the time. And I said, what do you mean? It's a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Who leaves a paying job during a pandemic when everyone else is getting laid off? I had a little bit of like, I had even more panic about it. And then he was like, we'll be okay. Mm -hmm. He's like, we're going to be okay. And I think we made the decision and he's like, pick a date and you're going to give that date. I love that. And I went back to work and I gave my notice and definitely... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. had some panic and it felt great you know, you feel elated at first you're like oh my gosh I've made this big decision yeah and then you're like what what did I just do uh, <laughs> right? and you're like I was like oh. so happy I'm like Maggie come meet me for lunch you know how I felt that right? every time I found out I was pregnant oh I'm really happy and then oh no how am I gonna even right? I, I, I understand completely and I had always thought about my own practice and just bringing all the skills and knowledge that I have learned over these years and having my own space and my own timeline. And because at the hospital, it was limited. You know, you're in a clinic, you're seeing people for their appointments. So I'm providing mental health services. But, you know, there's also a dietitian who needs to get in there and the doctor needs to get in there and the nurse. And, and so I never really had control over my time. And when I want to sit with someone and really explore, if you and I were talking and you wanted to really open up about something that's been on your mind, oh, yeah, I have, I have only 10 minutes here. You know, right. So I was like, no, I want to honor that space. If someone's really going to share that sacred space with me, then I owe it to them to have this. Well, you're probably the only mental health professional that I think (laughs) Think feels that that way. I I love creating that space because it's something that is is sacred. And if someone's going to trust me, I want to be able to do that. And but I didn't have a sense of it. So what I've always admired about Daniela, like coming back to that, is that she was always the person who I admired the most about, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start my own business. And then she started Frankie B. I remember when she started Frankie B. And I was in the car and we were, you know, she had these jeans in a box and we were (laughs) delivering them to stores. No, seriously. And I always had thought at different points, I just wish I had some of that. And I wanted some of whatever she had. I wanted to bottle it and take it for myself. I get it. I totally agree. (laughs) And she was just so excited for me and Matt was. And so I just think there was some alignment and timing Uh that definitely made sense. And I, it's been over almost a year now, which is really something since I left the hospital and And I think that there were a lot of things that kind of played into that, into that decision where you started to do these programs where you would go away and speak. That's right. And I think that that coming, that kind of took you out of your box right then and there Mm -hmm. and started to make you feel a little bit more confident. That's right. In what you know. Mm. And just like her, your, your history of being able to teach and working with young kids. And also you worked in adoption for many years. That's There's right. so many different facets and so many things that you could you could do, like write children's books, write self-help books, um, <laughs> speak, you know, develop your own practice. It, it's, there's so many other ways to kind of pivot. And I think the tricky thing is figuring out what your most valuable thing is that you, what you value the most mm-hmm. in, in, in your career, like what it, right. what is it that is most valuable to you and what you want to kind of not give up. Right. You know, like for me, it was my freedom. Like I was not, I thought I came to a point in my career where I realized that I am unhirable because Mm. I don't want to be tied to anybody's schedule of me. I don't want to be tied to a desk. I don't want to be tied to nine to five. For me, that does not work. No. That's just not who I am. Mm-hmm. I need a little bit more creative freedom. I need more freedom, period. So that was the most important thing to me. And I was willing to, you know, risk making as much money as I want to make for my freedom. Right. So It's so interesting. It's it just, it's true. It's, it's a little bit of, there's a trade-off. There's a trade-off. But there's also trust involved. Yeah. Because... You can still, I think, in my mind and what I'm learning, being in business for myself. So, and, what and taking exactly a chance is it that you have set up? I've set up a private practice for all ages now. Or are you, you still concentrating primarily on adults? Children? Okay. Primarily adults. I worked a long time with children. I do see some adolescents, but adults really are my focus. Okay. And actually, I am fascinated with the idea of change after fifty, because that's what I did, and I thought. 
it's, re- it's, it's a remarkable space yeah to be in because yeah. at that at that point most women they you know they're thinking well i'll stay home i'll, ra- I'll raise my family i have a job they have to work twice as hard as it just being a woman to prove themselves in this world right and so but Deal what with their hormones running amok oh gosh yep. that that yeah. could be a whole other can we do another story on yeah, that because we, we were <laughs> I just talking some, about that just before t- you got here oh my god so not <laughs> we not talk to, about that <laughs> not to totally sidetrack but sidetrack somewhat did you see Paulina's post? Paulina Porskova, you know, famous supermodel, was married I have to Rick Okay. Second feelings the cars. about her post. We've talked about this before, but lately I've, I don't know. But okay, you, tell me your take. Okay, on the it. the most recent post. I have mixed feelings about her post too. However, the most recent post really got me. So um, she posted she was on vacation and she's frolicking around in her bikini, and she's fifty six years old. And somebody wrote to her. You don't need to be frolicking around in your bikini anymore. You Mm. are no longer a model. You are no longer a young woman. Shouldn't you just stay home now, wear decent clothes, cover yourself up and play with your grandchildren and, and, and dote on your family at this point. And I was like, Oh my God, these people, I mean, what society thinks of older women is so unreal. Um, so she then posted today, which I was like, I didn't see her post today, clapping away. I was so happy. A completely nude photo of herself. God bless no, her. Right on. Yes. Look and at that. Said, um, and I, I'll show it to you because it's just unreal how she looks. I mean, she looks unbelievable and, you know, and she said, you know, screw you. What might be good for you and other people is fine, but why do I have to? Right. Um, adhere to any type of rule for being, you know, in my fifties. Yeah. I can't pull it up because well, of course, but and who here, set so. that rule? Let's just kind of say who set that rule to begin with for yeah. anybody, man or woman. Yeah. Like well, all of a sudden we're, we're a certain age and then that's it. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. No. And she's like, you know, at 56, if I feel good about myself, why can't I? God bless her. That's right. Walk around That's in right. a bikini or post naked pictures of myself. And she's like, I don't do it for the comments mm-hmm. and the and the compliments, although they're fantastic. I don't do it for that. I do it because I'm trying to normalize how people see 56-year-old women or how they see women over 50. They That women over 50 don't have to cover themselves up now and turn into grannies and knit and play with their grandchildren. They can still walk around in bikinis if they feel like it and they are happy with themselves. They can pivot their career. Right. They it's can, possible. They can make changes. Mm-hmm. And you can start over. You can. I'm living proof <laughs> that <laughs> right? it happens. You know, and n- listen, not that there's not planning involved. There is. But yeah. what I find fascinating is, is anyone who's willing to do that. I'm kind of proud of myself for doing it. I'm still scared. I still have moments of, gosh, is this really going to work out? Because I've never had my own business. But hey, I have a best friend who right. who has many, you know, and so I seek out those resources. I look to people who can help me learn those things. It's possible. If I just box myself into, I have to just follow what this organization says and these rules, then I've already limited myself. Right, right. But but that's just it. We limit ourselves. We limit and, ourselves. And, 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 and men who, too. And who put us in this? This is not just and for men women. Too. Men too. Absolutely. Yeah. You can feel so trapped by your responsibilities and your, mm-hmm. you know, everything that you think you're supposed to be doing at this that's point right. in your life. I think it's a, as good enough, as good a time as any to take chances and try different things because, you know, you've done. You, you've raised I, your kids, I, I, you've yes. been responsible, mm-hmm. you know, now is the time to kind of explore maybe. And yeah, and the, and the thing is, I'm still being responsible. Yeah, like, right. I, I think there's a misinterpretation of it. There's yeah. a misunderstanding yeah. that for some reason, That's if right. you work for yourself, that somehow you're like footloose and fancy free and not really following any guidelines or, or rules, if you will. There are rules to business. Yeah. There are things that I had to do. There's paperwork that I had to file. Yeah. There's insurance that I had to take. Right. Okay. So those are the steps for a private practice for a mental health provider. That's what I needed to do. And that's what I did. So yeah. that's what I learned. Yeah. But it's perfectly doable and reasonable. And it wasn't as hard as I imagined it to be because in my mind, oh, I couldn't possibly. 
like, well, and I'm very fortunate. I have some wonderful colleagues who have been in private practice who are also, you know, we work together. We help each other. We manage each other. We network. Yes. And so all of those skills over the past 20, you know, 21 years are all applicable of what I'm doing now. I just get to have more time with people and honor that space. So I love to bring people into that space and that's what I did. I recently, you know, have a website up. And so that's exciting. And yeah, Matt, tell people what you, um, what kind of mental health or what kind of, do you specialize in? Like, if, so if any of our listeners feel like they need someone to speak to like you. Well, I love, I love to help people who are in transition. You know, the one thing that was really interesting working in the hospital setting with children is one, how resilient they are. And how they will pivot, right? right? They will pivot. They will figure things out. I loved helping, especially the older teenagers and young adults who are getting ready for college. What does my life look like? But it's having the space to even imagine that it's possible. And Right. right? And so I love when I talk with adults, either young adults, any age really, but adults and older adults too, right? Like, where we are in our lives, who are contemplating change. And what does that look like? I love to hold that space and say, if you were to imagine that, what would that look like? If I had a magic wand, and I could do that, what would that look like? Now, I can't promise that's going to happen tomorrow. But maybe just entertain the idea and let's talk about what that is. I'm really about practical tools. I'm about processing. Each person, we all have our own narratives, right? Yeah. So that plays a big part in our behavior patterns. So I talk to people about that and and we explore what does that mean? And if you're looking for a change, what do you think you have to change to get there? Right. You know, we're, we're our own experts. The answers are there. We just have to, I'm trying to elicit that awareness. Right. And so another thing that I've been doing, which I never thought I would be a student again, is I'm a student again (laughs) and I'm working on a coaching certification. Oh, I love that. Through Fielding Graduate University. It's great evidence based program. And they um, like a personal coach. Yeah. Personal coach, coach, life coach. Um, I could I'm also to school on top of opening on top of it. I thought, oh, my gosh, I would literally be an eternal student if I could. If I had the time. Yeah, you would. Because you like to learn about everything. I love learning. That's my problem, too, is I'm a jack of all trades and I've never I don't complete things. So I really I really admire that about you because it's very hard. I have so many varied interests and so many things that I'm actually good at. And I've never been able to find that one thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so commendable to me. What do you mean, oh, Zach Wild? Oh, well, yeah, I'm good at him. <laughs> uh, I, I, I do him well. But... but um, uh, other than that, I... Um, no, but I'm just saying, like, I think it's, it's so commendable to... Part of the whole key to life, I think, mm-hmm. is to finding what that is for you. That's and right. if you could be a life coach and helping someone to figure that out, that's brilliant. I mean, yeah. that's that's magic. I love, you know, I mean, because coaching historically was really, you know, born out of, you know, the behavioral theories of psychology. So what is great for me and I feel very fortunate is that I have a lot of those foundational skills. And so now with therapy is a little bit of a difference, right? So therapy may kind of go a little bit back further in history. If someone's really like grieving or going through a traumatic time, that's probably not the best time for coaching per se. But when you're in a space to be able to reflect on those things and then pivot to make change, that's when that could be really useful. But I wanted to just expand my skills Coaching was a wonderful opportunity. It's a year-long program, so I'm still in it. I'm in the middle of it. That's great. And I just finished my my final paper, which I hate writing. I gotta say, it's like it's not it's not my <laughs> it's not my jam. Even though I end up doing it okay, but you know, I finally turned in my final paper. Yay! <laughs> but you know, I think that that's also like I I think that's like a big part of it is finding your passion. Like, what are you passionate about? What drives you? What do you love to do? What have you always wanted to do that you haven't done? You know, so I think that that's all part of it. Yeah, this is all part of it. This is part of me reimagining myself. And if you could oh reimagine God, yourself, farted. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> is he in your way? Because I don't smell over here. No, so, it's okay. coming. It's coming my way. So <laughs> lucky me. Gift for you. Yeah, that was a great little segue. Reimagine yourself. Sorry, he farted. The dog farted. Okay. <laughs> 
That's back to reimagining ourselves in this beautiful, glorious <laughs> new way. <laughs> I think that's what I am hoping to do. Really just have people, you know, find me and I find them and we discover that together. Right. To be, yeah. I just, yeah. I want to help people on their journeys. That's awesome. That's it. So how, how do people find you if they want to talk to you or come see you? I do have a website. It's Maggie Sepkowitz, LCSW.com. It's a bit of a mouthful, but that's it. That's me. Yeah. So Sepkowitz. <laughs> we will put it S- in the, Maggie, M-A-G-G-I-E-S-E-P-K-O-W-I-T-Z, right? LCSW.com. That's there right. I was go. like, is she going to remember how to spell my name? I mean. <laughs> All right. It's a mouthful. Well, because you start putting in other names, but you really, when it comes to like, more of a professional setting. It really should just be your name and your license. Absolutely. So it is very simple. A Man. lot of therapists do that. So I, I don't want to like trick anyone into like looking for some nickname or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So they can find you on your website. They and can. And then do you have Instagram? Or, uh, I, I do. No. Well, it's under. Better to go on your website. Better to go on the website. Okay. I am on LinkedIn. So. Oh, but But there has, there is a little kind of. Link, yeah, link to LinkedIn on the website, which is right at the top. <laughs> Mag, have you seen the new documentary on CNN on Diana? No, but I've been wanting to. It reminds me so much of when we were kids and we were going to school and they got married. Remember when Princess Di and Charles got married? Yes. All, they stopped school and we all got That's to watch right. it. I remember it was sixth grade. That's right. Remember that? I was in that house. No, it was on, when, no we were was at, it? we were in Pacoimo. That's when we were being right, but that was still Pacoima. sixth grade. Yeah, that was still sixth grade, and I was still in the Wilbur house. We lived like yeah. maybe two blocks from each other. Oh yeah. wow! In the valley. Yeah. yeah. And so we used, we used to, to walk ride our other. bicycles, meet yes. meet each other halfway, ride our bicycles, and then go to her house or my house. That's right. <laughs> my house had the pool, and then yeah. we had a slide at the time. Yeah. I don't think slides are legal anymore, but we had a slide, and we used to just go down. It. Oh my God, Maggie used to be so mean. So I, I don't know about that, but let's hear it. <laughs> we used to, we'd go to her house. I'd go to her house to go swimming and her slide was so high that you could see the traffic next door to her, next door to her, like the cars coming by the street. You could it see really them. It really was that way. I'd have been all about that. So her and I would go up the slide together and she'd go down first, but not before she would scream out something like, this girl doesn't like people in black cars and go down the slide and I'd be sitting there. <laughs> you know, it was funny. So funny. Yeah. It was really funny. Those uh, were fun times. Back in those days, Maggie and I, it was funny because we were we were like best friends and we would dress alike and 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 just like that. you know it was it was just hilarious never did i think in all these years that we would be sitting here like god what what has it been like 30 40 years 40, 40 or over years? 40 years that's right because we years. met at 10 yeah we don't yeah. have to get into too much of the detail after that. Yeah, but yeah. you know, it's over 40. Don't yeah. worry, it's over 40. 40 years. I like We're to like say fine 40. wines. Don't we just get better 40. with age. We just get better with age. You know, I wish everybody thought that. That right. I mean, I think that what that you get better with age because in a lot of respects you do. Yeah. Well, don't you often think like if I could just tell my 20-year-old self what I know now, right? Everyone goes I, through those stages I of actually like, try Gosh. and do that with my daughter. I have a daughter that's 29 years old and she'll say things to me sometimes like she's absolutely brilliant i mean she's like crazy smart and she really should have been she went and graduated berkeley for writing she's brilliant writer she's brilliant orator she's just really smart girl and she said uh you know mom i should have i should have gotten my law degree and went to school for um being a civil rights attorney and i go and why can't you now Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, it's a little too late. I'm like, never, ever too never late. Never too late. Ever, yeah. ever. It's like, I live vicariously through her. So I'm like, you need to do those things for yourself. If that's something that you want to do, go for it. That's right. Yeah. I, n- nothing is ever too late, I think, I, except for investing in cryptocurrency yeah i like I honestly, what is happening right now thank you because i really don't get it oh well, sorry i am just gonna put it out there i do is, not understand that the whole big you need to ask jesse about it okay Je- so Jessie's i was talking like in that space and yes. jesse's rocking and rolling okay yeah, we need to learn so about that are, like frankie was telling me she was listening to a podcast about it and that you've got it you've got to get on it because it's going to be the new currency of the future and all this stuff and then now they renamed the staple center uh yes 
crypt, they're going to rename they, the staples like crypto.com crypto yeah and it's really yes it's crazy yeah mm-hmm. they paid 700 million dollars to rename the staple center that, isn't that, isn't that crazy but yeah so you know times that. are wild and it, it's wild seeing all this stuff go down and all these changes and you and i still have remained close we always remain close yeah. always yeah. yeah i still have all our pen pal letters from when you moved Oh back to gosh. South Africa for a little oh, bit during middle <laughs> and during the like towards the middle end of middle school into the beginning of high school yeah. when she w- moved and but I have letters and all the letters that we kept from each other and, yeah and when so you came funny. back to LA and Maggie yes. has all the stuff she has like the whole I'm the holder of, of memories everything. yeah oh, I'm, I'm married <laughs> to someone like that yeah you and are I've got three four storage units of personal storage units, let alone the banned ones that he can't let go of anything. He's got everything. Even in his gym, he has one of Haley Ray's sandals that she insisted on putting on herself. One. She was like (laughs) one year old and we had to wait like two hours to get out the door because he said she wants to do it herself. And and so that's in his gym. And I think it's a little reminder to him, like you can do whatever you want to do by yourself. Oh, that's so sweet. I have Frankie's little moccasin shoe that she used to wear when she was an infant. Oh, It fell off in the rain one day and I took it and I put it on the on the shift on my car and and every time i get a new car i take it off put it on the new car so i've had that too it's really sweet yeah i i do so i understand i understand mr (laughs) wild i understand i get it there are those got junk has been to my house quite a few times there are just those keepsakes that you can't yeah no that's can't let go of yeah i have that too we all have those boxes but mag so barb and i talk about this all the time Mm mm-hmm is there any, because like you look exactly the same to me as you did when we were kids. You, oh, you're very sweet. No, but you do. Really you do. Skin. Yeah, she looks oh, the same. She's you. always looked like that. Always look, Maggie's always looked the same. Is Do you have any like um, beauty secrets that you want to share with our listeners? Oh, beauty secrets. Is oh, there no, anything? I always felt like you were the one I got the secrets from. Because <laughs> I'm always like, what new product are you using? Um, well, I guess, first of all, I would have to thank my, my, my mom. So thank you for that compliment because my mom also has beautiful Genetics, skin. Yeah, there is yeah. some part of that. Yeah. I try to say that I, I mean sleeping. I try to get enough rest. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's hard. You know? It is. It's hard. It's huh? hard to really get true sound sleep, especially when we're kind of like going through these changes hormonally too. So I, I've been battling with that a little bit. But yeah. You yeah. Know. Yeah. That's tough. Is there, a, you know, we touched on this. What would you say to your younger self? If you could take more chances. Yeah. Take more chances because I had thought about it at many different points in my career from being honest with myself and just that fear of like security, mm-hmm. like that security. And, and it's real. And don't get me wrong. We all need to make a living and p- bills need to be paid. And I understand that. But to take a chance on yourself feels so remarkable. And I, you know, like I'm holding this thing right now. I don't know if you've noticed. So I have this. I rock. noticed. I was wondering what that was. Okay, I'm so like, this rock. That? Someone gave me this rock when I started oh, my my graduate I didn't program. Even that, and I love that. I've had this rock with me for over 20 years, awesome. and it says believe. And someone gave this to me when I started my graduate program. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I honestly, I feel bad because I don't remember who gave it to me. But it, <laughs> it gave little... you the most important rock of your life. <laughs> the <laughs> you most important them. rock. So whoever did, I thank you because I still have it. And if it was me, it was you. Yeah. I don't think so, so, but I do love you. (laughs) But anyway, I have held on to this and I use it a lot with grounding activities with clients too, because sometimes we just need somewhere to transfer this energy. And so even funny enough, I'm so excited to be here. You know, I get a little nervous and, you know, being on your show, but I'm excited, but it brings up nerves. So this is like my grounding tool and I have it with me for certain things I took it in with with my licensing exam when I first uh-huh. took it I asked the guy because they said you can't bring anything into a testing center that whole thing I said can I bring this in no that's what he said so funny he's like you want to bring a rock I said I want to bring this rock and if you can look at it and know that there's nothing written on it there's no answers here I just need it on it uh, there's no notes and he let me have it and he yeah. let me just hold it and it was remarkable that's so funny. And so yeah, I have I other rocks that. at home too. Uh-huh. I do. I've done projects with, you know, kids around it. Like, will you write words on it? 
whatever speaks to you. So I have another rock at home that says risk on one side and trust on the other uh-huh. because you can't take a risk without trusting. And so I just love those little nuggets of knowledge to give people because they go a long way. Absolutely. And it's a reminder to me all the time. It's okay. If I'm sitting at a, you know, when I went through graduate school, I'd be sitting at a, staring at a blank screen when I had to do like those 25 page research papers that I was just like, I can't do this. Yeah. But sure enough, Maggie's always been that kind of person though. She's always like, I remember when we were in school, I'd be like, did you understand anything in that class? Cause I didn't understand. I'm going to fail that test. I didn't understand anything. And she'd be like, Oh, Danielle, I didn't understand anything either. I'm totally going to fail. I didn't get a damn word that person said. <laughs> and then she'd get her test and it would be straight. hundred percent. Yeah. And I'd That's be like, my Maggie, you lied. Hendrix always does that too. He always get, I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. And then I'm like, Oh really? How'd you do? <laughs> Uh, I got a 96. I got a 98. I'm like, yeah, you know, okay. it's so interesting, right? Because it brings up an interesting thought is that no matter how many times I may have proved myself wrong, there's still that doubt that creeps in, isn't there? Yeah. Every now and again, you get yeah. this doubt that yeah. just creeps in and it's like it takes hold. Yeah. And then that's when I'm just more like, no, not going to do it. Like when I first left and, and made that big change, I was really scared. I was really, you know, grieving that loss too of so yeah. many wonderful colleagues. And, and I just, I remember laying in bed, putting my hand like on my heart here and saying, I'm going to be okay. And we're going to be okay. I'm going to yeah. be okay. My family's going to be okay. And I say that to this day, Yeah, I'm going to be okay. And we're going to be okay. Yeah. And you have to start changing those thought patterns because they are so strong. I know. And they do serve a purpose at times. Don't get me wrong. They do. But if you're imagining a change or even just want to explore something that has just been, you've been carrying around with you. Right. I love to open up that space to talk to people about it because that's very powerful. Because if it even brings you one step closer to something that you might be doing just a little differently, that might be healthier, that might be more positive, that might be more inspirational, that's never going to be a bad thing. No. It doesn't have to be some major changes to even within your work. Do you want to set some boundaries? Do you want to try and figure out some work-life balance? What does that look like? Right. I'm not saying everyone has to pick up and, you know, go on some pilgrimage. <laughs> but, you know, but that's on my bucket list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. Well, that that's a funny thing is what I was going to say is it, I always seemed like I was the wilder one. But Maggie was the one that ended up jumping out of planes, going on these pilgrimages. I have done skydiving. Yes. I remember that was for like my 31st or 32nd birthday. It was one of my one of my bucket list things to do. And before I became a parent. Right. So because right now I feel like, boy, I sure would like to. But I got a 12 year old. I don't know. That is a weird thing, too. Yeah. There are are many things that I would do if I didn't have to worry about my children. Right. Yeah. Like and and how that would look to them. But um, I'm pretty fearless. I love that. I I want I want more fearless in my life. I'm pretty fearless. I mean, I'm fearful of rodents. But other than that, I'm good. (laughs) I guess nights for me are a little tricky. When I was younger, I had no fear either. I was fearless. But then when I had Frankie, once I gave birth, I, all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I got to be more careful. Wow. And so then I became afraid of flying. I was afraid that I, ah. if I flew and something happened, then who's going to raise Frankie the way I wanted her to be raised? Wow. And so I made a deal with myself at a certain point because I would white knuckle these flights and, and you know, going on tour and stuff. I, I was white knuckling it. You. Yeah, really afraid of flying. And um, every time I'd get on a plane, I would go through this whole ritual and it was, mm. it was just horrible. And uh, one day I kind of came to terms with it where I told myself, you know what, when she turns 18, you have to stop being so afraid of stuff because mm. then she can take care of herself, mm. sort of. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but at least you got her that far and then you don't have to be so afraid of everything. Because I was always afraid. I, I, I never felt my mortality as much as I did when I was raising her. Wow. Because I, was I, I think that's very common, though. I think yeah. that's common with parents because now someone else completely depends on you. Yeah. Right. right? You yeah. are responsible for this life. Yeah. And you have chosen that awesome responsibility. Yeah. But I think it's true. I've, I, I used to have fears like that, too. Yeah. Like, OK, what would you do? And do you, do you fly separately? Yeah, I've had that. Oh <laughs> I've had those God. fears, I mean, too. Gilby and I used to fly separately all the time. I'd be I like, know a lot of go? people who do. Yeah, and I'll meet who told us to do that. I never even thought of it. And the lawyer's like, well, you know, maybe you guys should consider uh, flying separately. And I was like, why? Yeah. Well, then, 
I was like, okay, you know, we did sometimes we, I, you know, I don't, it's funny because I don't know if, I don't know if it's being an eternal optimist or if it's just, maybe it's just because my Neptune conjuncts my sun and I float a little bit above reality. Um, but, uh, That's what I like I, about I, you, Barb. I just, yeah, I just, we love that about you. I don't really, I don't really think that way sometimes but i guess afterwards sometimes i'll be like oh wow that could have been yeah you know but um yeah no it's not really ever stopped me from yeah we had some almost famous moments people wouldn't think that about zach because he's known as this like wild insane human but he is so much more conservative than me in every way he really can be deceiving huh it is something (laughs) right it really can be it's so true i mean look at frankie's persona yeah on stage in her real life persona is completely different that's so true that's a great point yeah it's very true that is true so mag Mm -hmm. if people want to reach out to you you do all you do in person therapy mm-hmm. sessions yeah. or counseling mm-hmm. right yeah. or, or and um, virtual and you do virtual yeah, too I'll Zoom do virtual yeah I feel like you know it's kind of like this new avenue that people are seeking out it works right. you know I prefer to do zoom with like more adult clients and yeah I'd love to see but I'm open to both absolutely yeah okay yeah. cool and do people, um, if they want to come see you, do they need, do you accept insurance or do they? I'm do- not paneled with insurances. So okay. I'm, I'm a fee for service. Okay. So, but what I can provide is I provide invoices, what's called a super bill. Yeah. And you can then re, you know, submit it to insurance companies yeah, and get for, reimbursed. for reimbursement. Yeah. Doesn't always work out, you know. Yeah. But certain ones do. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Maggie. Oh, Maggie. Thank you so much. Oh, yes. I hope I can come hang out again. I love one. I would love to. Anytime. Anytime. And now, now that you know what it's like, you can come hang out all the time. You oh, bring your rock. I would love to. And my rock's coming with me. That's I cool. love it. <laughs> thank um, you so much, guys. It's been so much fun. Yeah, it was yeah, I'm glad you came you. to hang out with us. Very inspiring. Yes. Oh, thank you. Very inspiring. Maggie's always inspiring. Okay, well, I guess that does it for this episode of Honest AF. And if you have any subjects that you would like us to tackle or products that you'd like us to review, please hit us up on our socials. Honest AF Show is our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. HonestAFShow.com is our website. And uh, until next time, have a good one. Bye, Bye. everybody. Bye-bye. We obviously need to do a disclaimer here, so we want you to know we are not doctors or experts by any stretch of the imagination. We are just a couple of gals that are looking for magical products, procedures, and experiences. And in our quest, we will share our honest as fuck opinions with you. So please make sure before you try anything we talk about that you know your own restrictions and do so at your own risk not blame us for any of your issues. We're just experimenting too.